0: And welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and in this next series, we are focusing on getting to know Jesus through the witness of Matthew, the former tax collector, whom Jesus called to help spread the good news of salvation. We need to trust in something that is eternal, not of this world. That is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to study the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dive in. Matthew 5, Jesus preaches His Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5 starts Jesus' most famous teachings in the Sermon of the Mount. Those are, goes through chapters 5 through 7. Here, he tells us how we should live. These are the rules of the kingdom of heaven. It's really rather simple. We are to constantly strive to be Christ-like. What people miss is that there's a benefit for each rule. And, as he says in the last verse of chapter 5, but you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Really? How? Well, let's dig in. Matthew chapter 5. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. We start with the Beatitudes. Um, Depending on the version that you're uh, reading, it will say, blessed are... Um, I'm on the NLT, so it said God blesses. And what that means is special honor and recognition. So God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, or poor in spirit. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So these are people who realize that they are sinners and in need of a savior. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Is the kingdom of heaven yours? Next, God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. I love this one, especially since I recently lost two close friends. I am comforted because I am sure I will see them in heaven because they were both born-again Christians. It's the assurance that is only found through the salvation of Jesus Christ. Next, God blesses those who are humble or meek, for they will inherit the whole earth. God doesn't like pride. Humility is the opposite of being prideful. In some versions, the word is meek, which means great power under great control. Now that's something to think about. Verse 6, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice or righteousness, for they will be satisfied. If you seek what is good, you will find it. 7, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That's simple. Be kind to others and you will be shown kindness. Eight, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Is your heart pure? What are you feeding it? Is it time to clean up your act? Nine, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. The Jews were living under Roman occupation. There were factions who wanted to fight the Romans by force. They thought that the Messiah Jesus would come to do that. Here, he stresses that the peacemakers will be called children of God. When you surrender your life to Jesus, you become a child of God. 10. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. I personally turn to these every time I get mocked or insulted for sharing the truth about the good news. It's my confirmation to keep doing what I'm doing, because my great reward awaits me in heaven. Going on, teaching about salt and light. 13. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Jesus is the sun, we are the moon, reflecting the light. We born-again Christians who have the Holy Spirit within us should reflect His light in our daily lives. Teaching about the law. Verse 17, don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Teaching about anger. You have heard that our ancestors were told, you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. When you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you will be thrown into prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid that, the last penny. Now, you know, It takes a lot of the Holy Spirit's self-control to keep me from calling certain people idiots. On Twitter. I think about it. Then I remember that verse, holding grudges hurts nobody but yourself. That's where humility comes in. Giving the issue to God is the only solution. Reconciliation. Do it based on truth and mercy, not confrontation. Gee, wouldn't the world be a much better place if everyone lived like that? Teaching about adultery. Verse 27. You have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. In other words, it's better to live without sin than to spend eternity in hell. Your eyes are an entry entryway to the heart. So watch what you watch. <laughs> Teaching about divorce, verse 31. You have heard the law that says a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce, but I say that a man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. If you are divorced, repent and ask Jesus for forgiveness, and that's all I'm going to say on the subject. I defer to any of the Bible studies in the Free U Version Bible app that deal with this subject, teaching about vows, verse 33. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say by the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say by my head, for you can't turn one hair white or black just say a simple yes i will or no i won't anything beyond this is from the evil one teaching about revenge you have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth but i say do not resist an evil person if someone slaps you on the right cheek offer the other cheek also There's that you know turn the other cheek if you are sued in court and your shirt is taken away from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it for two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Teaching about love for enemies. You have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. There's that line, but you are perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Call it sanctification or purification. That is something that we cannot ever accomplish by ourselves. We need Jesus, particularly when it comes to praying for those who persecute you, Or your enemies. However, that's exactly what Jesus is talking about here. Imagine praying for the people who jailed you unjustly. I watched the virtual event by the Voice of the Martyrs, and there's a link in my blog uh, to their website. It featured three men who were imprisoned for preaching the gospel. They prayed for their jailers. Many came to Christ because of them. Prayer is powerful, Jesus is powerful you too can tap into the power of jesus if you're not sure if you're saved or not if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation receive the holy spirit and all its power and benefits and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture what you have to do is invite jesus into your heart if you don't know what to say you're not sure what to do there's a prayer in the show notes or you can Click on over to my blog. The link is there. And click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media i encourage you to read the bible daily and seek the truth for yourself i recommend that you download two free bible study apps the YouVersion bible app and through the word friends we are living in strange crazy times the last days the end times but know that things aren't falling apart they are falling into place Jesus said in Revelation three twenty 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my Father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter three nine. the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. Soli deo gloria. To God alone be the glory.